Welcome to Your Path to Real Wealth, where we explore how to cultivate real wealth, which is so much more than money. It's the sum quality of our values, relationships, health, sense of purpose, time, charitable giving, legacy, and more. Your path to real wealth begins now. You may have wealth, but do you have real wealth? That question is key at Blue Barn Wealth. I'm Patrice Sikora with your hosts, Jeff Brimhall, Benjamin Cummings, and Hiram Smith. Gentlemen, talk to me about real wealth. Ben? You know, we really view wealth, real wealth, as so much more than money. That if we think about what the word real means, it's speaking to what's authentic, what's genuine. It, it goes beyond the dollars and cents and investments that we might typically associate with wealth. So instead, real wealth is much broader. It's what brings satisfaction in life. It's what's going to bring fulfillment, provide that enjoyment in your life. And so it's, it's a, a big, broad picture of what really is going to be important in your life and that brings you fulfillment. All right. Well, how about an overview of what might be included in real wealth? Hiram? I think it- yeah, I think a great place to start is is values. One thing that we're really big on at the firm is uh, everyone has values. Everyone's been raised differently through different environments, have grown, have developed their own sense of purpose, their own values, the things that are most important to them. And one thing that we want to be really careful about is not making sure that whether our values are the thing we care about, that our clients have to care about or value those same things. But really, we want to nurture and care and help the client discover, and some may not really fully understand yet, what what are the things I care most deeply about? And so we have a tagline of live within your meeting that we try and uh, like to talk about is really trying to get a sense of the purpose of what is most important to the client. And then our goal is to help simplify all the finances. So to empower our clients so that they can feel like they can accomplish those things that are most valuable or meaningful to them. And, and in many instances, relationships, that's a key part of the things that bring meaning, at least in my life. And I think in most people's life, and that can mean that, that can mean that's different to everyone. I know my, uh, I grew up in a family of eight kids and family was a big part of what we did. But after our, our children left, the, or all the kids left the home, my mom was trying to find her new sen- things, sense of purpose. And so she, uh, she took in a dog named Sierra and just love. And that was really, she had a, uh, garnered a lot of value from that relationship with her, with her dog. And that was really important to her. So really, it's really for real wealth includes our relationship, enriching those relationships, whether it's family, friends, pets, or anything that provides meaningful connection to us in our life. And, and we can really enhance that well-being, we believe, especially in retirement, is a, a key way that we can help individuals, whether they're preparing for retirement or post-retirement, focus and nurturing on building those relationships. We I really believe that when all is said and done, that's, that's really what we think about the most. When we look back on our lives and the relationships and the things that we've been able to accomplish, it may not necessarily be how much is in our bank account or in our investment account. Those are the type of clients that we, we really w- would love to service, those who, who care about those things or who want to. Just jumping in quickly, I, I love the line, live within your meaning. Do your clients, when they come in, understand that? Gen- generally, from my experience, most don't. 
And uh, so it's interesting because we'll actually, one of the first things we do before we even let's get your investment statements, let's, let's get your tax returns. Let's all those things are important. And we take care of one of the first meetings when we're meeting with a new client is we, we call it a discovery meeting where we sit down with them and we ask them a list of questions and we, we preface them. Some of these are, are, are hard questions may cause you to think deeply. And sometimes we'll send them out to them beforehand. So they have a chance to think about them as such as one of the questions. If you, if you knew you had five to 10 years left to live, what would you want to accomplish? What is most meaningful or what would be most important to you? So that's really a key part of, as we're looking at this is trying to capture what is their meaning so that then we can structure and focus on designing the plan to help them accomplish that. So one of the other aspects that we think contributes to real wealth is our health. Now I'm a big fan of Benjamin Franklin. That's my name, Benjamin Franklin Cummings. Uh, And he's one of his famous quotes, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And so we often associate health and wealth together, uh, that they are connected to our sense of well-being. And so we really want to be mindful of our health and what is going to help contribute to that health, whether it's our mental health, our physical health, but we want to make sure that we're cognizant of our efforts to build health uh, on our journey towards real wealth. Because it's a component. We if, we if we can't enjoy our our health, if we aren't at a spot where we're enjoying our health, uh, then it's hard to enjoy our wealth as well. So we want it, they go hand in hand. Another big component that we look at is time. You know, if we think about time and how we use our time, it's often a reflection of our values that we may or may not fully realize is how we're reflecting our values is how we spend our time. Really, we, we focus on money as a resource. And so that money that, that we help our clients manage is a, a means to an end. It's a way that they can help achieve their ultimate goals. But if we think about time, that's really the most scarce resource of all. We all have the same amount of it. We all get to decide how we use it. And so how we use our time is a reflection of those values that we have. And so part of our real wealth is also our health and our time and how we how we build our health, contribute to our health and how we use our time. So another component of, of real wealth is charitable giving, you know, engaging in philanthropy, no matter how great or how small our gifts might be, uh, whether we're giving of our time or our financial resources, it can really enhance our sense of well-being and our sense of fulfillment with our life, getting behind uh, causes and organizations that we feel passionate about that are doing a, a, an impact having a positive impact in the world can really help us that we're supporting these positive forces for good in the world. And so I think the idea of, of finding causes that we feel good about and we want to support in some way can really help enhance our sense of real wealth. There's a lot of things that go into real wealth and even more than we might discuss on this call, but a couple of other ones that we'd like to point out specifically. One is a sense of purpose. Each of us has our own gifts and talents and abilities and ways that we can make a difference in the world, whether that's through work, through our relationships, as Hiram was mentioning, through charitable giving that Ben mentioned, but in finding what our own purpose is and the gifts that we've been given and the way that we can make those around us better and the world better. Uh, that brings a lot of fulfillment. And so we try to help 
our clients focus on their sense of purpose and how well they're accomplishing that. And if you are going around, going along, living your life and you feel like you're not accomplishing your sense of purpose, or you have more to give than you're currently giving, that can be a sense of frustration or misalignment for you. And so we want to really help our clients understand and focus on what their gifts, talents, and abilities are, what their sense of purpose is in life and to help them make a plan to accomplish that. And then with that, the legacy. Ultimately, all of us are going to die one day and we'll only leave behind. We may be able to leave behind some money, but I think all of us want to leave behind more than money as we pass on. We want to leave behind memories of, of the life we lived, relationships of people that we've touched, uh, leave behind a, a sense of our values and purpose in life. And so we want to help our clients focus on what do they want their legacy to be? What is it that they want to pass on beyond their life? So after they're gone from this earth, uh, what lives, what continues to live? And whether that's in their children and grandchildren, or whether that's in causes that they've established, or, or other organizations they've been a part of, we want to help think about uh, what do I want my legacy to be? And if you have a good handle on your sense of purpose in life and what you want your legacy to be, that will really determine um, a lot of decisions that we make along the way. And if you feel like you're making progress in those two areas, it goes a long way to helping you develop and feel comfortable in, in having real wealth. Why do you feel so strongly about promoting this message? Why is it so important? Because, you know, if, if all we did was focus on growing people's bank accounts and increasing their investment returns, there's just, uh, there's not fulfillment in that. There's a lot of wealthy people out there who aren't happy. They may not have good relationships with their spouse. They may not have good relationship with their kids. They may not be healthy. And if you're not healthy and you don't have time to do the things you want to do, and you're just working all the time so you can earn more and more money and you don't have a good relationship with your family, what's it all for anyway? And so we think it's so important because we believe that at the end of the day, that's what's going to make people content peaceful and happy with their life. It's going to help them feel fulfilled. It's going to help them really live the life that they were sent here to live. And so as we think about this message, and as we talk about what real wealth is, and this list of things that you can assess yourself on, we have this term that, you know, maybe you haven't heard before, but we use it as the sum quality of all of these things because it's not a quantitative measure like money. You can easily measure how much money you have in your account, but we want to focus on not the quantity, but the quality of all of these things. And so as we think about real wealth, we think of it as the sum quality of all the items that we've just discussed. And we want to help our clients get as high of quality of all those areas as possible in their life. Now you are developing a real wealth score. What's the idea behind that, Hiram? Yeah, we're excited about this because here we are talking about this in terms of improving our, our relationships, health, time. And let me just say that all of us at the firm, none of us have a perfect score. So we're also working on this journey as well in, in developing these, these items. But we felt it would be really important. You know, my wife has next to her mirror in the morning, she has quotes or she'll have a, something that she's specifically working on, something visual that she can see. And we felt like it would be really helpful to take many of these components of what we view as real wealth, values, relationship, health, time, 
charitable giving, possible legacy, that, that sense of purpose, and breaking it down in a way that a visual score representation that individuals could track over time. So not only are they tracking their net worth or their investment assets or their bank account, but more importantly, we, we wanted to help, we want to develop this visual, something that they can see and look at and say, hey, you know, you know, I'm doing pretty good in health. I can improve here, but maybe my relationships, maybe this is an area of focus that I can, I can kind of take time and reflect on and try and improve. So we felt is is really important to kind of visual representation of that. You know, it's, it's still under development. I, I, I love what Hiram said that we, we have great ideas of what we want to do with this, but what we're realizing is it's really hard. Jeff talked about the idea of some quality, that there's qualitative aspects of this that we want to emphasize. And so it's hard to take those qualitative aspects and then to quantify them into a comprehensive score that's simple and fairly straightforward. So it's something that we've spent a lot of time working on. We're still developing it, but it, I will say it's a lot of fun to think about each of these different components. What is it about each of these items, our, our health, our relationships, our, our values? How do, we, how do we elicit out of someone what is important? And then how do we summarize that in, in a fairly cohesive way where it can serve, like Hiram was saying, as a, as a motivator for how we can improve and progress towards improving our score. I mean, ultimately the goal is, to help us enhance each of these areas of our life uh, in, a, in a positive and motivating and energizing way. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to do that. It's been a fun challenge for us to wrestle with. You can never be perfect in this. You can never get a 100%, correct? Right, right. Yeah, the idea, the, the idea is more the journey is what direction are we moving? How are we progressing in each of these areas? And so, it, yeah, it's been fun to, fun to work on and figure out how we, how we can capture this into a cohesive way for our, our clients. And it also can help you say, well, of these areas, what's the one where I'm weakest and maybe where I need to dedicate time. And so as you progress in all of them, you know, you'll make improvement, but there, there may be, you know, the one that you most clearly need to be working on at the current time. And you can then bring all of those up together as you improve your real wealth. And Jeff, tell me more. I mean, how does this relate to being more simple, being, being intentional and meaningful in your life? Yeah, great question. So for us, you know, what, why do you want a simpler life? Well, it's so that you can focus on these things and simple might mean I have more time. I have more time to do the things I want to do. And I'm not feeling like I'm always rushed and, and I can never get to do those things that are important to me. And so I want to simplify, take some things out of my life and this can help you prioritize and realize what's most important to you. And so that you can choose what to take out of your life and what you want to add to your life or what you want to focus on in your life. And so the, the real wealth score and focusing on real wealth can really help you determine the things that you want in your life. And so that you can simplify and make sure you have enough time for those things that you want in your life. And then the idea of being intentional is just making that conscious decision of where do you want to go? We know where you are today. We know how much money you have. We know how much money you earn. We know how much money uh, you've saved. And we know the status of each of these different areas. We, we, you can tell us, and, and it's a self-assessment uh, as people look at these things. We don't tell you what your health is or what your relationships are. You tell us, but you know the status of all of that. But now we want to say, well, where do we want these to end up? Are we comfortable with where they are today? Do we want to improve them? And if so, where do we want them to ultimately be? And let's be intentional about charting a course 
to get there. And the whole purpose behind either of those two things is so that ultimately your life can be more meaningful. So that as you make those decisions and chart that course, that the, the experiences you have, the way you spend your time, the way you spend your money are, are on things that are important to you, that are meaningful to you, and that ultimately bring satisfaction to your life. And so that you don't end up looking back 10 years and saying, I wish I would have lived those years differently. I wish I would have spent my time on other things. And so that you can look back and say, I did the things that were most meaningful to me. And I intentionally did those. And I was able to do that because I simplified and focused on what was most important. Tell me about how this is reflected in the decor in your offices. You know, one of the things that we try have tried to do is make our office environment welcoming and inviting and keeping it simple and intentional. And that, that even in our, our decor and our office arrangements, we've tried to be simple and intentional and meaningful. So one of the things that we've done is that we, we are all academics. We study research on how we can create the best experience for our clients. And so one of the, one of the things that we found is that if we set up our meeting room, more like a living room, rather than a conference room, then it can be more welcoming. It can be more inviting. Talking about finances can be stressful in and of itself. And so if we can create an environment that's more relaxed and more comfortable, then it can make those difficult conversations much more easy to have. And so we've set up a space. Certainly we still have you know, places for tables and chairs where we need to you know, sign documents and other things. But the majority of the time, we have our meetings sitting on couches and chairs uh, in more of a living room type setting. So it's more welcoming. It's more calm. It can be simpler. It can help us focus on you know, what's most important for the client and not, not so much feeling formal and buttoned up that we might feel in a more of a conference room setting. And one, one, one of my favorite parts of the office is we have a smaller conference room and there's, there's six paintings in there or pictures. And each one of the pictures actually has meaning to each one of us at the firm. So for example, there's a picture of North Lake in the Sierra Nevada mountain range where my father used to take, he took me fishing where he, he taught my, my kids how to fish. And so we feel like it's important that we don't just talk about these things, but we at the firm are trying to live these as well. So I love it because it's a visual reminder to me every time I walk in the office of, of what I'm trying to do as well with and help the clients find that, that meaning and that purpose. So the meaning is there, not just for the clients, it's there for you too. Yeah. If I could comment too, one of the pictures is of independence hall in Philadelphia. I used to live in Philadelphia. And as I mentioned earlier, my name, Benjamin Franklin, I remember the first time I stepped in uh, independence hall in the room where they, they drafted these founding documents of our country. And I just remember the feeling of being there and it, it, it brought things to life for me in a way that I had never really experienced before thinking that, you know, my namesake was here a few hundred years ago, crafting what impacts my life today. Like I, I felt this connection to this idea of real wealth that he left and, and all these other founding fathers left a legacy that we're benefiting from today that, that really has a lot of meaning to me. And so I, I love that. That's one of the images that we have on the wall in our conference room. That's great. Jeff, what about you? What one picture? Well, the picture I put up there was of the blue barn, the one that inspired the name of the company. And so we took a picture of that. There's a beautiful view of the mountains surrounding it and a blue silo off in the distance and a, a, a 40 acre farm right by it where the, the guy who owns it continues to farm it to this day and grows alfalfa and grows corn and 
Uh, it's it's a it's a a place for me that is very meaningful. It represents the sacrifice and effort that my family has made to save up the money we needed to buy that and to improve it. And we are, have some animals there, some pigs and chickens and goats that we use for our kids to learn how to work and where food comes from and all of those things. And so it's, I love to look at it and it's, it's a, a safe, meaningful place for me in my life. They that... were trying to convince Jeff not to, to go off and become a farmer, but to stay on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> he could do, you know, do the farming in the morning, come and work at the farm. At the uh, hobby farm, hobby farm. Hobby yeah, farm. He, he, he does great at both. <laughs> well, guys, as we wrap this up, what is your end goal for your clients? You know, we really want to help them find fulfillment. We're trying to help them understand what real wealth is to them and what brings meaning to their life. What is it that's important to them and how can we help them achieve that meaning the best that we can? You know, the idea is that we want to help align their financial resources with what's most important. When we have that misalignment, that's where, that's where we have issues, where we don't feel as satisfied in life. And so our goal is to figure out what is most important so that we can build a financial plan that's going to help them use their resources the best they possibly can. And that's going to be unique for each client. Hiram? Yeah, I, I love, when, when I think of what is the end goal for me, it's uh, when the client leaves a meeting that they feel motivated, they feel maybe inspired to to, or that some hope or a confidence that they can accomplish those things that are most meaningful to them. So I love, love so, some of my favorite meetings are individuals who are very nervous about retiring. They're not quite sure they want to, we've laid out their goals, the things that are most meaningful to them, but they're kind of afraid to, to move forward on that and to have those conversations, reassure them, help them. And then for them to feel confident and feel that sense of purpose and hope that, Hey, I can do this. And it's always fun that, that year afterwards, when we meet, how are things going and things it's working and they're, they're excited about their life. And it's just, it's, it's so fun to be part of the client's lives. And I don't, I, I know we don't take that for granted here at the firm and individuals willing to open up and share those things are most meaningful. And it's very, the end goal for me is that like to help them accomplish that it's very satisfying. And Jeff. Yeah, our job is a fun one. We get this special privilege of being a part of someone's life and having them trust us with what's most important to them, with information about their family, about their finances, about their goals and dreams, and then to trust us to help them accomplish that. And so, you know, what we want for our clients is to help them accomplish what they want in their life. And by helping them broaden their perspective on, okay, let's not just focus on the money. Let's focus on the total quality. And as we said before, the sum quality of all of these things and help you spend the resources that you have to make those different areas of your life the best they can be so that you can ultimately look back and say, I have lived my best life. That's what we want for our clients. And how can listeners reach you? You know, we try and make ourselves easy to find. Our website, bluebarnwealth.com. Uh, we've got options on there. You can contact us. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. All right. Real Wealth, what is it for you? Follow this podcast to explore the idea further with new episodes as they become ready for you. And please share with others. I'm Patrice Sikora, and thanks for sharing with us. 
Thank you for listening to Your Path to Real Wealth from Blue Barn Wealth. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends and click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and any guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Blue Barn Wealth. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for personalized investment advice. Because everyone's situation is unique, always seek the advice of a qualified financial professional with any questions you may have.